this is the Kestrel Country Podcast, where we discuss the people, places, and events all around Kestrel Country. We're talking about hunting. <laughs> 2021. Last year. Year in review. All right. A little hunting year in review. Yeah. You went turkey hunting, didn't you? Yeah, that was pretty much all I did last Start year. Start with that. that it was no awesome. good. Yeah, so last yeah, last spring. I know I was starting to get pumped about turkey season already coming into this year. But last spring, um, took Asa out. So he was I guess he had just turned twelve last season. So he just turned twelve. That was the first season you've taken yeah. him though. Nice. Well, I took him the year before um on the passport. Okay. Um, yeah. but he didn't get anything. We didn't, yeah. I wasn't able to call anything in for him. <laughs> so, but this year, yeah, he had his 20 gauge. Um, we got him, we went out there and I, it was the first morning, first morning we hunted. Okay. I'm pretty sure I'm trying to remember it all. I think it was still during the youth season, like right kind of right before opening day for the, uh, general season yep. still in that youth. And, um, it was, so we went up, went to this field where we had, had them roosted. We knew that they were up in these trees in the timber, but we kind of went up this gully, got up there before light. So it's still super dark, went up, sat like in this big bush cluster of bushes. Okay. And, uh, so I, I was sitting behind the bush, you know, with my calls and stuff. Yeah. And I just put Asa in front of it, face masked <laughs> up and everything, you know, yeah, sitting right in front of the bush. And sure enough, like started to get light and the gobblers are just in the trees, just gobbling at each other. And, Going crazy in the trees. Well, so I started how calling far away? a little bit. Like how far away did you set up from them? They were, oh, it was probably like 100 yards. Okay, yeah. So pretty close. Pretty close, yeah. But we were down, you know, we got up in the dark, and then they were kind of just over this little hill in you the You didn't timber. want to get too close. We yeah. didn't want them to see us. Yeah. So but then they just start going nuts. And I can hear them flying down and everything. But the way it was, there was kind of a little hill, and we were kind of in the draw on the one side, and they pitched off their roost and just went off the other direction, like <laughs> down the draw, right? And But I can hear them going nuts. And they're gobbling back at me when I'm calling, but all the hens are going the other way. It's yeah. like, just couldn't uh-huh. go. So I just kind of kept calling, got a little more aggressive, a little more aggressive. And so then we heard gobble. Like I, or no, I started seeing all these birds come up over the hill finally in the farm field towards us, <laughs> so wide open. And I'm looking out and I'm like, oh man, like I, it's just a bunch of hens. They're going to bust us. Like this hunt's going south. And, but then I, I called a little bit of my box call, just like, rrr, rrr, rrr. and, and a, a few of them, like probably three of them in this group, like just, <laughs> so they were Jake's like no beers, but I was like, okay, well at least so you guys they're legal. Moved. You stayed in the same yeah, spot. We stayed in the yeah. exact same spot. Yeah. So they're coming over and I call again. So I whispered Ace, I'm like, Ace, like, I'm going to call again because they're getting close. And I'm like, they're going to see us. Yeah. So uh, I'm like, I'm going to call again, shoot one of the ones that gobbles. Like, <laughs> Cause you're trying to look for little beers. Yeah. Like they're little <laughs> yeah. jakes, you know? And I'm kind of like crossing my fingers. Like, Oh man, this is not yeah. like his 20 gauge. Like it was a decently long shot. And like, this is, yeah. he's not going to get me. So I, sure enough, I like, I call a little bit real soft and boom. boom. Oh. So what's up? And I jumped up thinking like, well, I mean, I'm sure he missed. It sounds terrible as a dad to say that, but yeah. And, Did you have uh, a gun with you? No, no, because it's just cause it was a youth season. Okay, yeah, so you can't even help. So I jump up <laughs> and and like go to run out there, and sure enough, this Jake is out there just flopping, oh, just flopping man. on the ground. He nailed it with oh, that 20 man. gauge, 
And so I ran out there and stomped on, you know, finished her off with the yeah. old uh, ring in yeah. the neck. But, oh, dude, he was so pumped. And honestly, like, that little Jake and that simple hunt was, like, probably the most fun hunt I've ever been on. That's like, it's so crazy cool. getting the kids involved. And, and yeah. Anyway, uh, so that's how my year started off last year. <laughs> I think mine was the same. We took my little brother, Bo. I think it was opening day of youth season. Um, went up with a buddy, Dave Carr. We went up on a mountain, just some public land. You know, it's, it's fun because there's still snow up there. And that youth season, if you're if you're moving to Idaho, coming to Idaho, that youth season is awesome. Um, turkeys haven't been hunted yet. You know, they're gobbling already. It's a great time to get the kids out. We took Bo out. Um, had one goblin. Hiked up a couple of ridges through a clear cut. Had one goblin across the drainage. Um and he'd gobble every time he called, uh, but he wasn't moving. Same thing. And I think the lesson here is stay where you're at because we we're like, well, let's go get him. So yeah. we we sneak, you know, all the way around. So hopefully he didn't see us. Go all the way up through the drainage, get up to the other side, nothing. We're like, maybe he moved another one farther away. So we call off the backside of it, nothing. We're like, wow, that was a bust that morning. So we get back up to where he was and call again just for fun. And literally, the point across the draw where we'd started at. <laughs> we're like oh man there's another turkey over there he'd so, made his way over yeah we didn't realize it was even the same one but so we get all the way we hike all the way down back up back to where we started and we get to the corner of the logging road that we'd been sitting on and there was still a bunch of snow and there's big old fresh turkey tracks right in our tracks we're like what the heck like, that thing is right here so i set up back up behind the road uh david was filming and we we set up Bo was in front uh, just above the logging road, and he just he just dove off the logging road down into some timber, and we call and I mean he gobbled and he was right there. Um, I think we called a couple more times and I just hear boom, and sure enough he'd come right up to the road and Bo smacked him. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, it was it was a good start to the turkey season. It's always fun. And what is what's the age cutoff for that youth? I think it's ten. I think ten you can get the passport. Yeah, once you start, but what's the upper limit? Oh, you know, that's a good question. I don't know if it's 18. Does it go all the way to 18? It uh, might. Those, those high schoolers that are still using it, I don't know <laughs> yeah, about that. Little... <laughs> but, no, it's great for the young kids getting out there. And, uh, yeah, turkey hunt's a great way to start. Um, yeah, spring spring turkey is, like, it's so awesome. This, uh, all the weather's changing. Everything's coming out and running around. And, yeah, yeah it's fun. I'm excited to get back out for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, turkey's good. I think, yeah, turkey and then turkey and bear season both start on April 15th every year in Idaho. So we went bear hunting a couple times. Me and Mike uh, had some mixed success. It was a rough year. We set up a bait and had two bears hit it all year. Only two um, that I know of on a trail cam. Um, we got a shot at one. Didn't work out. That was me. <laughs> um, I don't know. Just a fluke there. Something crazy. Yeah. Um, it was fun though. That was cool. That was, that was like second time I've been bear hunting. Yeah. And it's cool to even just see them. Like, yeah. Super cool. Yeah. Especially being from Michigan. Like, it's just like, oh my gosh, there's like bears running around in the woods. This is awesome. Yeah. I, I think Idaho has a pretty good bear population, um, and general seasons in a lot of areas up here. But yeah, we only had that one hit it. And then there's one big bear that hit it, hit the bait once. I mean, it was literally just once and it had been weeks and, uh, I was running out of time going down there checking it. Uh, I started bringing my shotgun for turkeys because it was so slow. I'd, I'd go down there and check it. Nothing had hit it, nothing on the trail cam. 
Um, so I, you know, usually I try to wait till they're hitting it. You know, you wait till they're hitting it pretty consistently and then you sit it. Well, we'd, we'd like baited it for weeks and they weren't hitting it consistent. So I was like, well, I'm going to sit it, you know, on the off chance one comes back. And uh, sure enough, one morning I packed in the bait, threw it down on the logging road, which was, how far do you think that was? Probably 150 yeah, yards. 150, yeah. Uh, really steep drainage. Um, I was on the logging road on one side and the bait's up on the other side. Threw the bait down, catching my breath, and uh, threw the binos up for fun. And there was just a little, like, two inches of black right on the ridge line on the backside. I thought, man, that looks like the back of a bear or something. So I was looking at it, and all of a sudden it moved. I thought, oh, shoot. You know, I was packing this big bag of dog food in. It's all loud, you know, and I, I didn't expect anything to be on it. Um, so I thought, oh, man, he, you know, he already hit it, and he's headed out. So I ran up a little higher on my side of the draw to see if I could get a better angle. And sure enough, like 30 seconds later, kind of 30 yards up from the bait, he popped over the top onto my side and he was, he was jogging, I'd say, you know, he wasn't walking and feeding, but he wasn't sprinting either. He was just kind of, he was working his way pretty quickly up to Ridge. Um, and so there was one gap between the trees. So I leaned up against the tree and just waited. And as soon as I saw him in it, I let it rip and, uh, he just dropped, rolled down the hill right there. And I'm, oh, That's awesome. sweet. Yeah. Um, and got up to it. And it was, it was a great bear, big bear. So I think it was that same one that had hit it. Um, but slow year, I, I mean, kind of use the word lucky probably, <laughs> you know, just the odds were not there with how often they're hitting the bait, but that was fun for the bear season. Um, yeah. And we didn't really know at that point, it was kind of like we were still getting rain and all kinds of stuff. Things were all still green and then everything just totally dried out this summer. Um, did you, I don't know, what did you think about how that affected hunting coming into this last fall season? Yeah, you know, I I think the antler growth wasn't good. You know, I, I'm i not watching specific deer or elk to see, oh, man, you know, yeah, he's a lot smaller, but, you you know, just with how dry it was, I know the uh, disease hit pretty bad up here for the deer yeah. just because we get that, we get the lack of water and water movement, so we get these stagnant um, areas of water, and I know blue tongue sounded like it hit pretty bad um, south all the way up north of here kind of the whole area yeah <coughs> did you run into i know like out just out by our house like just anecdotally it's like we saw a bunch of deer you know we probably saw three or four just laying dead kind of thing really? and that's just like from driving <clears throat> walking around you know not like hiking deep through the woods and stuff yeah. so did you see did you run into anything when you're no, out no you know i found i think i found like three dead does this year um i didn't go a lot i think i only hunted two days for deer um, and there were three in a spot, but I got pictures. I got one. I remember one picture a buddy sent me, um, on a neighbor's property just north of town. And it was like five little buckheads that he, he'd picked up on his acreage. I mean, just walking a draw. So I know it hit really hard, um, in some areas and, it, you know, hearing, hearing how, how guys did for whitetail this year, it was the same thing. It was, I feel like half the guys I talked to spots where they, they usually get into a ton of deer. It's like the deer had moved out. Um, not even that they were finding a bunch of dead ones, but they just didn't see any. And I don't know if that was lack of water or, you know, something different, but, um, some areas, you know, were still, still good, but it was just kind of interesting to, to see that. But yeah, did that, I didn't hear about that really affecting the elk too much. No. Yeah. Not that I know of, you know, I know they found that CWD and elk now, um, South of us here. So that is obviously not a good thing, but I think the elk, I think the elk herds, 
didn't I don't I didn't hear of any effect on them, and I'm not sure why. You mm. know, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't affect them as much. Or um, I know the deer. I think you know they hit that same water source, and if one gets it, you know, I've heard it spreads really easily. Yeah. Um, but yeah, summer was dry and hot. Um, did you go archery hunting this year? No. Took the Mike I took the year off. I did. I know. <laughs> yeah. This it was it was the first time I haven't hunted in the fall and. I don't know how many years. Yeah. Probably since like high school. (laughs) So yeah, it was just busy and family stuff and ended up just deciding to, to take a break this year, which I, it was kind of nice, but it definitely has got me pumped to, to get back out. Yeah. So how did you, how how did you do? Uh, it was good, you know, good and bad, I guess I didn't get one. So that was bad, but, uh, same thing, super busy. So I decided to just do it. We went, I mean, total, it was probably a three and a half, four day trip, but it was a day, day driving down, day driving back up. So I went down to Southern Idaho. Is that the first time you've elk hunted or archery hunted down there? Yeah. Yep. Yep. First time I've archery hunted, just a general, general tags. You can just get it over the counter. Um, I had a buddy who's been down there before David, he really liked it, um, hunting down there in the past. So we decided to make a little trip, uh, this year we're going to go longer cause it wasn't long enough. Uh, his car, his car broke on the way down. We were down, we were probably, I don't know, two and a half, three hours into the trip, um, down along the river driving. And all of a sudden we're both like, man, something reeks in here. Um, and the windshield starts fogging up. And David's like, oh, I know where this is a heater core. And I'm like, oh, great. So sure enough, coolant is is coming out of the vents, Um, like the defrost vents onto the windshield on the inside. And, I mean, it's coming. Smoke's coming out of the dash vents. You know, we're just, oh, man. So we took a shirt and threw it over the the windshield vents. And it was like 20 degrees down there along the river. And it was, I mean, we had the windows open because we were getting smoked out. Uh, real bad. It, didn't it was that cold down there. It oh, in September, freezing. Yeah, wow. yeah. I mean, it was really cold down along, and it was like five in the morning. Um, really cold. Uh, so we got into where were we? We got into a little town, I think, just south of Missoula. Um, stopped by a couple auto body shops. One of them said, yeah, sure. It was Labor Day weekend. He's like, yeah, sure. We'll look at it after Labor Day, which was like three days the day we were coming back from the trip. Um, and it was like a couple thousand bucks or something, which David was like, I don't care about the cost. You know, we just got to be able to go hunting. So, uh, David decides, oh, we can just do it ourselves because Jed's <laughs> fixed some stuff on his car before. <laughs> I'd never done anything like that. So we stopped at a Napa. Um, David bought the part, the new heater core. And uh, made the mistake of asking them if we could change it in the parking lot. And they said, no way. <laughs> and they're like, you guys are going to make a coolant mess everywhere. You can't change it here. So uh, we went up into Missoula to a auto zone. Um, and I think it was like just over two hours. Got the dash. You have to pull the complete dash oh, out, man. pull the steering wheel off. Yeah, found it. Sure enough, that was the issue. We got the new one in and... Um, I was putting together one side, the driver's side, because I told David I wanted to be able to put the steering wheel back on because I didn't trust him. Because <laughs> he was pretty loosey-goosey. Once we got it in there, he just wanted to go. Sure enough, we finished up, and I look over, and he still had probably like 20 bolts sitting in the thing, but it was together. Oh, man. He's like, ah, it'll ride. So we got back in and uh, made it down there just fine, hiked in there. Uh, a lot of competition, a lot of guys down there. 
Um, you know, I mean, there's Indiana plates. There's just Wisconsin really? plates. Yeah, a lot, a lot of out-of-state guys. I think huh. it's a popular spot uh, for people making their trip out west for an archery elk hunt. Um, but it's big country. There's Honestly, there's plenty of room for everybody. We did uh, one little hill before where we were going to camp. We were getting all excited. We glassed a few bulls already, and we came over the hill, and there's two guys setting up their tents in there. Um, they'd beat no. us in by a couple hours, uh, thanks to the heater core issue. <laughs> so, uh, kind of, it was what it was. Um, and it, it was dark right at that point. So we hiked down the hill, just I don't know, a quarter mile in the dark and set up on the hillside. Um, and you know, the elk weren't talking at all. It was not opening day, but it was that first week. Um, elk weren't talking at all so it was just spot and stock you know try to glass up glass them up in the morning or slow hike midday in the timber um so we chased them for a few days didn't get any shots and finally the morning of our last day of hunting uh, we woke up glassed uh i think it was like five bulls feeding on the hillside across from us um and so we just it was good we stayed patient waited till they bedded um, they headed into some timber, you know, it's kind of open. And then on the north, north side of each draw, there's timber. Um, they headed into some timber and we'd seen a couple, um, at different points throughout the timber. So we thought we'd made it, they'd all made it to a certain point, uh, and then bedded. So we hiked around, it was probably like a mile and a half, you know, it's big country. So you kind of have to work the ridge. We worked the ridge around, came in above them. The wind had switched. It was going up the hill. Perfect. Which was really nice. Um, we came down and the plan was for David to David to kind of work down along the left side and hook into him. And I was waiting where they'd fed from. And we figured once he busted them up, you know, in case they smelled them early or something, I was waiting on the other side. Um, so I'm hiking down my side and I, I had another probably 200 yards to go to where I was going to sit and wait. And I caught something in the corner of my eye and there's a big old elk rack just oh, embedded no. at the base of a tree. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> did he bust you immediately no so he's he was sleeping i mean i you know i got lucky in that you know i noticed him before he noticed me and you know it was just just coming out of the ground just these antlers so wow. I, I sat down real quick got my pack off started shaking <laughs> <laughs> got my rangefinder out and i ranged him and he was like 60 and i knew i really wanted to be like 50 or closer so i just started inching inching closer and the wind was great i think he heard me moving a couple times he'd kind of lift his head and his ears and you know look around but then he kind of put his head back down and i'd inch another step um and i knew david was gonna bust those elk you know any minute and it oh, was gonna yeah. it was gonna bust this one so i mean you know i'm ready to go i'm ranging him every i don't know probably 30 seconds i worked into 50 and sure enough you know i, I was thinking about trying to get a little closer and i saw his ears perk up it's funny you know i don't hear anything um, just attests to their good, oh, you know, yeah. their good sense of smell. But he was here in the herd. He heard David bust him up because you know his ears perk up. Sure enough, stands up. He stands up, and I drew back as soon as he stood, and he was in a good spot to shoot where he stood up out of his bed. Um, but he stands up and he starts walking right away. I thought, oh man, he didn't even stop. So he starts walking to the left, um, and there were two trees, a little opening between them. And so I thought, man, if he's not going to stop, you know, that's the opening right there. So he took a couple steps, got into the opening, and I shot. Uh, and I saw the arrow, and, you know, I kind of lost sight of it right as it got to him, but I heard brush. So, I, you know, I thought, man, I'm a little bit low, just right under him. I didn't even look up, though, after I shot. You know, I, I knew I missed. I just knocked, looked down, knocked another arrow as quick as I could, drew back, and looked up. And he'd taken, like, two more steps and was still standing there. Oh, really? Side. 
yeah, he's still standing there broadside. He's kind of looking up my direction. Um, little did I know the biggest bull in there was running up probably like, you know, I don't know. He, it was steep, so I wouldn't have been able to see him, but he probably ran like 70 yards, oh, you know, up behind me. He kind of dove out higher than the other bulls, David said. He busted him first. That bull ran up behind me. But this one was standing broadside, and I, I get looking back, I wish I would have held a little higher, knowing I held low on the first shot. But I ranged him, you know, and he was 50. So I, same thing, set right up on my 50 again, shot, and uh, just heard whack. I thought, oh, man, I must have hit him in the shoulder blade or something. And he spun and ran down the hill right away, so I didn't know what happened. Um, I knocked another arrow, and I hiked down there, and that was this dead log, kind of right at his brisket level. No. And there's my arrow just stuck in there. <laughs> and it was kind of rotting out, so I was actually able to – I just ripped like a foot-long section of log out with my arrow, and I'm like, well, i got to go see. Hopefully David got one. Start hiking over to David, and I meet him halfway in the middle, and uh, – He's looking at me with my arrow and the log that I'm holding <laughs> it. And I'm looking at him, and he's got, like, two arrows left in his quiver. I'm like, dude, you got one? He's, like, looking at me. Got one? Find out he missed a couple times, too. Oh, man. His bow was off. Um, I think mine was on, and I just held low. Um, but that – we were pretty well spent after that. <laughs> we hiked back to camp and packed everything out, uh, drove home without any issues, which was great. But – um yeah fun hunting down there totally different from up here but yeah when you're talking about like glassing bulls across a draw and stuff I'm like, yeah. man that sounds nice i know. can't do that up here I know. Like, yeah it's so funny thick. it's funny it's totally different i i don't know if it's easier i think for some people it's easier you know like, i mean there's guys that are probably the most successful people i know up here that shoot an elk every year is out of a tree stand yeah they wow. set their tree stand up on the trail going into the clear cut and you know first week of season um a lot of times get a bull down um this down there, I mean, once I'm 40, I'm not going to be able to do it anymore because the country is so big and steep. And, I mean, if we would have both gotten one, it would have been a pack out for the century, you know. Yeah. I mean, it would have been tough, but uh, super fun to go down there. And did you guys see wolves or hear wolves? No, no wolves. I did. Uh, I was hiking back to camp one night. It was still light out. It was right at dusk. And uh, I saw the flash of something in the sagebrush, um, and it, like, jumped up on a log. And there's a cougar. I mean, it wasn't a big one, but I'm like, that's a cougar. I couldn't believe it. So I knock an arrow, and, of course, he jumped down off the log and went in. Like, there's a dead tree with, like, a little gap of, you know, brush under it. He went in under the gap. Um, so I kind of stood there for a while. Nothing. I figured out. Oh, he kept, you know, slinking down away. So I started walking towards him where I'd seen him last. And sure enough, he popped up again. And I wasn't ready. I, you know, I got ready to draw back, and then he actually ran. So I probably should have been more ready. But uh, that was pretty cool. That is cool. But, yeah, no wolves. Honestly, not. I don't even know if we saw very many deer, maybe a couple of mule deer. But. So you think they were not talking because of the hunting activity more than the wolves? Yeah, I mean, it's just so open. Yeah. They, um, I guess they don't need to as much. No, right? I mean, if, you, can see yeah, if you bugle on the hillside a mile away and they look over and don't see elk, they're going to head the other way. You know, there's just there's enough hunting pressure, I think. I know they, hmm. they talk down there once the rut hits later in the season, but same oh, thing. Yeah. You know, I think better be dark out and you're just trying to locate one first thing in the morning or, uh, you know, once you get in really close, maybe some soft calling if you're in timber or brush. But, um, hmm. yeah. Definitely different down there, but it, that was fun. So, well, it seemed like the the hunting contest, the big game competition, was a pretty huge success. A lot of guys, yeah, were, yeah, super got fun. a lot of stuff. 
Yeah, super fun year. I, it's I mean, it's gotten bigger every year, which is great. I think it was like, you know, not perfectly, but we've gone up by ten entries a year pretty consistently. Yeah, uh, I think this this is the fourth year, and I think we had fifty something. Um, so it's super fun. You know, did you, you see, notice any like difference, like more elk this year, yeah, or more anything? No, I mean less deer. I think from I mean even mm. just people me and you know, I feel like less less people shot whitetails this year. I don't know if that's just time. Um, yeah, or like fewer. I said, some people I know, yeah, just spots they usually see them didn't, but, um, some great mule deer got shot this year. It seems like every year, you know, guys um, that know what they're doing back in the wilderness areas, get good mule deer. And then, um, yeah, there, there were good elk. I think not anything special though. I feel like last year we had a lot bigger whitetail bucks, mm. um, get entered this year. Not so much. I feel like everything was a little smaller. Um, maybe due to the drought some and the disease some, but, um, yeah, a lot of good entries. So that's super fun. Yeah. But. Well, it's kind of the dead time of year, but you're, you're starting to get geared up going after sheds, huh? Yeah. 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 It's just about time to start going. I mean, guys always, you know, I was just talking to somebody yesterday like, Oh, are they dropping already? And it's like, well, you know, I, you see guys on social media nowadays, they're picking them up on Christmas day. Um, so yes, they've started dropping, but you know, ideally, end of February is when I'd love to start, but, uh, there's so many guys out there. You just, <laughs> I, I try to wait till halfway through January and then start going, yeah. um, before, you know, it's kind of a balance because not all the deer have dropped some areas, not even the majority of them have dropped, but, uh, guys are out there pounding the ground already. So, you, you know, it's kind of a balance. I try to do popular spots first and get in there, maybe pick up a couple. And then, uh, once it's later on in the year and, you know, once you get in the end of February, March, most of the areas, the majority of the deer have dropped and you can go in there and hike it once and, um, pick them up. So yeah, it's a good way fun. to get out, exercise the quads. A little oh yeah, bit. for sure. No, it's a great way to exercise. You know, even if you're not into, uh, hunting and, uh, you know, you don't want to carry around a gun and, uh, have to deal with butchering something, you know, if that's not your thing, but you like spending time outside, I think shed hunting is a great way to do it. Um, still enjoy a lot of those same attributes and get your exercise in. So yeah. It's a good time. Yeah, that'll be coming up. And more turkey hunting for Asa, huh? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to get them out. <laughs> the turkeys are doing great this year. Oh, geez. Yeah, they're everywhere. It seems like all over the place, too. I know out by our house, we got a ton of them, but I hear a lot of people are seeing them. So, yeah, it's good. Might need to get that second tag this year and get yep. a couple of them, yeah. get some toms off. So, yeah, that'll be, be fun. Awesome. Sweet. Well, I got to run, so I'm going to have to cut it short, but we'll have to talk again. Those stories are awesome. Yeah. Fun to hear. Oh, man. Good talking to you. Thanks, Jed. Good luck to everybody this year. Thanks for joining us. Like, share, subscribe. We'll see you next week.